0: So it's just a little bit before 5 a.m. right now. Uh, I'm sitting here, second day in a row that I've decided I'm going to get up like at about 4:30, and because I I get more work done in the in the morning, and I'm sort of finding myself really dreading having work to do in the evening. And by work, I mean sort of the creative stuff, whether it be podcasting or writing or or planning or stuff like that, but. I don't get as much time with my kids, or I, or I feel rushed with my kids if I if I leave stuff in the evening. Now, mind you, I do, we do most of the recording with guests for the Dental Hacks and and for this uh, podcast in the evening. So that's going to happen one way or the other. But a lot of times, I will leave my classic move is to leave most of the work to be done on the Dental Hacks podcast till Thursday afternoon. So I got I got to spend all my time doing stuff Thursday afternoon. I'm trying harder to to get stuff done a little earlier in the week. So I don't, I don't have so much to do, um, on Thursday, but so I, I'm finding that I do get a lot more done in the morning. Um, whether that's going out and feeding the horses early or, or making stuff like this. And I get up early naturally. It's a weird thing. Um, I do like to go to bed early. That's one thing that I I like. I'm like an old man like that. My tendency is to go to bed pretty early. So, when I do that, I'm able to get up earlier. And a lot of times I'm, I'm up. I set my alarm for 4:30 this morning. I was actually up before that. So like my body clock is kind of set like that. So that's a good, it's a good thing, but usually I would either lay in bed or I would just surf on the internet, which I'm notorious for um, I'm trying to get work done one way or the other. Now, the other thing is I'm I'm trying to go to the gym and exercise. I belong to a country club locally. And although I don't golf, we have a, a social recreational membership, which allows us to use this really great gym that's not very crowded and all this stuff. And uh, so, <laughs> I got up early to go over to the gym. I was starting on, you know, starting on, on a new, a new, a new start at the gym, if you will. And uh, so, I went over there. I got there about ten after five or five o five, and it was Martin Luther King Day, and um, it wasn't open. <laughs> Now I've been there at five o'clock in the morning before it's been a while, but I've been there. So I know that they are normally open at five o'clock, but I got there and it was dark in there and, and there was no one else in the parking lot. I'm thinking to myself, I did not get the memo here. I was, I was pretty mad because like when you get up that early with like, yeah, I'm going to go do this. I was all psyched about it. And then I, <laughs> I got shut down. It was kind of awful. Uh, but, that said, I came back home and I, I fed the horses, which was a surprise for my wife. She didn't know I was going to do that. So I got some work done anyhow. And uh, I guess the, the I still took credit for going to the gym, though, because I was there. They just weren't open. you know. Like I, I figure I get to take that credit. So <laughs> tomorrow is my day again. So hopefully that works. But this whole morning thing, uh, so far so good. Two days in. Um, I mean, I normally get up pretty early anyhow, but like getting up with the idea that I'm going to get – certain things done in advance it does open up time that that I didn't you know that I used to struggle to get for instance on Tuesdays like today I uh, we go to Cub Scouts and um, so we take the boys to Cub Scouts and that's uh, an evening essentially shot until the boys go to bed so I'm just I'm kind of glad that I'm I'm trying to to do this I'm, I'm essentially claiming a few more hours in my day just by getting up earlier. Now, the problem being that at some point I'm wondering if that sleep is going to catch up with me, but so far so good, you know? And plus when you're, when you're tired at the end of the day, cause you've done a lot of work, you get to sleep more easily in my mind. So that's a, uh, that's been a good thing. So I'm, I'm sort of doing this, this quote unquote miracle. There's a book called the miracle morning and I'm afraid I didn't read the whole thing cause it's just way too rah rah for me. But the concept is get up early and you get work done. And so I am doing that. Which is kind of cool. I got a lot of stuff uh, that I want to talk about with you guys today. So it is just a solo uh, a solo version today, but uh, we might as well get into it. Alan Mead is a dentist with too much time on his hands and too much recording equipment in his basement. Armed with an obsession to bring entertaining and informative content to the dental world in a way that's never been done before, I give you the Alan Mead experience. All right. So I, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Facebook. Um, I have, uh, I suspect I'm a lot like you guys. I have a love hate relationship with Facebook and it's, it's um, I keep thinking that if I just give it a break, um, it won't feel this way so much, but it, it consistently does. Like I have, At times I've taken it off my tablet, I've taken it off my phone. I've taken I will say that I use Messenger a lot. Like I probably use Facebook Messenger more than I use texting. So I I don't ever take take Messenger off because there's there's you know, I wanna be connected that way. And I find myself putting Facebook back on my phone even when I'm making a point of taking it off. It's ridiculous. Like I have this total love hate relationship with Facebook. There's a lot of stuff I wanna see, there's a lot of people I want to keep in touch with, but and we have, you know, we have a, a presence on Facebook. The the Dental Hacks Nation, for instance, is, is something that grew out of our intention or originally with the Dental Hacks Nation was to have a group of people that listen to the podcast, you know, have a place to get together and talk about dental stuff and the podcast. And of course, now we don't, you know, the people who are on the Dental Hacks Nation, most of them are not podcast listeners. Heck, I mean, I would argue that probably at least half of them don't even know that there is a podcast which I find hilarious. Actually it's, I mean like it, it is the ultimate zinger when we mention that there's a podcast and people are surprised. I think that's hilarious. But anyhow, um, so much vitriol on Facebook lately. Oh my gosh. Like, um, I am given way too much credit by almost everyone who comments about it to me. Um, I know that there's a lot of threads that people are getting really, really bent out of shape about. frankly, There's a lot of hygienists uh, that are really, there's a lot of threads about how dentists don't respect hygiene and how hygienists are more important than dentists know and blah, blah, blah. Basically, just so you know, I mean, I have screen captures of private hygiene groups that I'm not a member of, but people have sent. And basically, a lot of the hygiene-only groups have schemed to bring people onto the Dental Hacks Nation to stir stuff up. That's just kind of what they're doing. I'm not sure why. Um, maybe because the Dental Hacks Nation is big. It, it's probably the one of the bigger dental groups that isn't um, that isn't real clinical based. You know, that isn't about showing photos of your cases necessarily. I mean, we're happy to have photos, of cases, and everything, but uh, that's not really what it's about. It's a lot of just talk, and they like to come and stir stuff up. There is no doubt about this. If you read any of these things, they can claim that they're just minding their own business, but they're there. They're there to to stir things up. And to be honest, I it's not going to be long before I start just just either muting or deleting people from because I I I get a little tired of reading it. It's it is it's beyond just having a conversation. It's people are goading other people into fighting about stuff. It's stupid, actually. But and this is over the last two or three weeks, I've noticed more and more of this. I'm not exactly sure why that that's the case, but like there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good interaction that you can get on Facebook, but it just it it seems like. No matter how, at some point when you get a bunch of people interacting in one place, it always seems to turn go south at some point. Um, I don't know that it means it's going south forever, but sometimes it just gets a little rocky. And I'm I'm interested to hear what the listeners of the Alameda Experience feel about this. I, I think a lot of people still really value the Dental Hacks Nation and really get a lot out of it, but but you have to kind of navigate it. And so I think a lot of people give me more credit than I deserve for the fact that I'm actually following a lot of this stuff. I really, I, it's better for my mental health to ignore most of it. I have to say, and you could argue that, Hey, this is your group. I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's long since been too big for me to follow what's going on in there. Completely. It's, it's, there's way more going on in there than I, than I see necessarily. So, um, I mean, if you guys have any things you want to point me in the direction I need to look at, I'm happy to look at it, but I, I try and avoid that junk yet. I, I still somehow don't find myself able to stay off Facebook as, as much as I would like. I'd like to say, I'm just going to spend, you know, 10 minutes today. No, it is it is the ultimate time suck. And I suppose for a middle-aged person like myself, Facebook is is the time suck. I know that there's other places where younger people go, which is great. But I, it is a, it's a, I mean, I I do this kind of, I I'm online goofing around on this stuff instead of watching TV. Like I don't have the attention span to watch a TV show. So I, I'm surfing from one place to another. It's. Probably, I don't know, I'm not sure that it's necessarily a healthy thing. So I'm trying to have like less interaction or having the interaction that I do have is maybe time better spent. I don't know. I'm trying to do that because it's, it's a struggle for me. I, I definitely, there's there's a lot of good there, but there's also a lot of just a lot of junk there that I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of. I'd love to hear what you guys think about that. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about how I got started in in all this, this sort of, I don't, I don't know if you call it social media or I don't know what you, I don't know exactly what you call it. Let's just say the notoriety that I may or may not have in the dental world. um, I think people think of, think of where they might've heard me from, from having a podcast. And I think that's totally legit, but actually I have to say that I did not start podcasting. Podcasting came relatively late in the game. There was a time when I was sort of known as a blogger, a dental blogger. And blogging is a super powerful medium, except now blogging is sort of, uh, it's sort of an old school kind of thing. Like it isn't, I mean, like five or 10 years ago, blogging was really hot in the same way that podcasting has kind of gotten hot. Now everyone was supposed to have a blog and that was, if you were someone, you had a blog and you were, you were spreading your ideas through your blog. What's funny is that blogging hasn't gone away, but it is. I think it's been kind of replaced in some ways by podcasting, or replaced by Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Basically, if you could build a uh, a following for your blog, you were in. You know, you had, you know, you b- built up some authenticity, and you built up some, you built up some influence, basically. And now it's pretty easy to get influenced using other social media, you know, techniques. I know that Instagram is is becoming. A really big one, and it's very, it's very photography and video based. But since we're sort of visual creatures, that's, that's a really good place to do it. Facebook to some extent. But back in the day, if you wanted to build up influence, you had a blog. And now, it's, now podcasting seems to be that thing. Um, and I would argue that a lot of people didn't didn't start doing blogs or podcasting because they wanted to build influence. They didn't realize it was going to be like a good thing to do. They just were kind of dinking around with it and playing with it, which is cool. But, uh, that's arguably now it's, it's easier to build influence in other ways if that's what you're trying, if that's what you're trying to do. So that's an interesting thing. But I started blogging in 2008. Um, I actually don't have any website for my office that outside of the blog. And I did this very specifically because Seth Godin had a, um, a blog post talking about how, how professionals, that's what they should do. They shouldn't. They shouldn't bother having a big fancy website that someone else does. They should just write a blog and start building authenticity. And I took him to heart in a big way, which was cool. I mean, honestly, it's I don't have any regrets. I probably need to have a regular website and attach the blog to it, but what's happened is the blog so from two thousand eight to about two thousand probably twelve, really and truly, I used to blog pretty regularly right up until I started the podcast uh, with Jason in 2014. So, I mean, like I, I blogged for, you know, better part of six, seven years. And when you do that, if you're blogging relatively consistently, you get a bunch of content out there. And so and all a blog is, is just basically, you know, you're writing, you're writing an art, a little article, a little mini article, and it, it could be about whatever you want. Um, what I found over the years was that people who were talking about how you should be writing blogs wanted you to use a lot of keywords, wanted to, they, it was not about writing content that people would connect with. It was about writing content that would be searched well and, uh, Google would like and would get you at the top of Google rankings and all this stuff. And what's funny is I, n- I never bought into that cause I'm like, when you write in a way that you think is going to specifically grab, um, you know, Google bots and stuff like that so they can see what you're doing. It's it's awkward. It's not it's not easy to read. It's not fun to read. So I just said, okay, screw it. If I'm gonna blog, I'm gonna just write stuff that I think people might connect with, they might they might get something out of. So I started writing essentially articles and and I tried to write articles with like my patience in mind. I was trying to do things that Seem like, okay, would, would someone who was going to be my patient, is this how I talk to my patients? That's, that's essentially the voice that I started using was sort of the voice I use with my patients, just essentially explaining stuff to my patients, but in an article form. And so, you know, I would talk about, there's a lot of stuff I talked about. I'd talk about, you know, crowns, I'd talk about decay. I'd talk about Diet. I talk about saliva. I talk. I talked about all kinds of crazy stuff. And and if you if you're interested in seeing you know sort of the historical evolution of my blog, um, or my website, it's just Mead M E A D Family Dental dot com. So this worked for a while. Actually, I started on I started on a service called TypePad. I think TypePad's still around, but and what would happen, What it was is the, the URL what you would type in was like TypePad dot com slash Rogue Dentist slash. It, it was like I had this. My account was Rogue Dentist, and, and so the URL was not Mead Family Dental. It was not searched for me. It was it was just basically hosted on there. I didn't even know that I shouldn't do that. I, I did TypePad because that's where Seth Godin is. And um, so I started writing this thing, and then I realized a couple things. I realized, first off, it really needed to be under my own URL. Um, I needed to brand it enough so that Google could figure out that, that this writing was being done by some dude in Saginaw, Michigan, so, in, actually, I wrote for a while. I had some pretty pretty decent articles for a while. Nothing went super viral, but then I, in 2011, I had my website redesigned, and I have to say, I still have the, it's the same design as it is now, so you'll look at it, and, and the look of it was cutting edge in 2011. It's not really cutting edge now. I probably need to have a redesign done, but uh, it still gets the job done for the moment, but... Um again I have not written I've not written anything on Mead Family Dental for a while in fact I'll look it up right now. Uh let's see it has been October I wrote something in October. Um actually the last real thing I wrote that wasn't a redo yeah I only like put two posts up last year no three posts up. Um yeah three posts in 2017. Nice job Mead, good job. So I really have let that go. But over over time, what happened was I'd write articles, and some of the articles would would uh, would kind of catch fire a little bit. And then the other thing I would do is I would I would post the articles, and you guys have probably seen this. I would po- I've, I've done this quite a bit for old articles. It's a beauty beauty thing about blogging. Once you write an article that's that's, if you write what they call evergreen content, which is basically content that doesn't get old over time, when you're not writing about current events or something like that, um, you can kind of reuse the the stuff over and over again. So. In 2011, I redesigned the website. I also, I think that's when I started using the URL, meadfamilydental.com, and I, I got a little bit savvy on how to let Google know what was what, but but what I found was I just continued to write articles that were articles that I think I would like to write if, or read if I were a patient wanting to know about dentistry. Some of them would kinda go viral on occasion. They'd, they'd get they'd get seen or they'd get, and what was cool about that is, is that I, first off, you never knew which ones were, and frankly, you never really, you still, uh, an article that I wrote in 2013, if I posted it at the right time, could, could literally have like a viral spike right now. It's crazy. Like this happens sometimes I'll repost stuff on Facebook and, um, and it will, it will catch fire in a way that it never did when I first wrote the article, which is really interesting, right? This is kind of a cool concept. So I'm thinking about all this stuff and I'm like, why am I not writing like more often? Cause you can't everything you write will not go viral everything you write will not necessarily you know get traction the first time it's out but this is a resource you're creating that literally has a long lifespan and so uh, i i only have so much time but writing is honestly writing and writing has sometimes writing is harder than podcasting because for instance i'm just sitting here talking into a microphone and the content is being created as we as i sit here writing sometimes takes a little bit more out of you but writing doesn't take that long um and, and the more you do it the easier it gets and, and and it flows more easily so there's a lot of upside to writing a blog for one thing google likes the kind of content that that you write when you write a blog they don't necessarily write like the content that your seo guy is writing um, because seo guys aren't generally dentists so they generally don't they don't phrase things the way that a dentist would phrase them to their patient they don't they don't bring value to a patient the way that typically they bring value to the guy who's paying for the seo in other words they're, they they are overtly blowing up you know kind of kind of pumping up that person's ego and pumping up that person's credibility in in a very overt way where google likes to build up someone's credibility because they they consistently put out content that's useful to people that's that's google's you know i know that that sounds very um lofty on Google's part, right? It sounds kind of um like I'm giving Google a little but but really and truly for all the for all the evil things that Google's known to do, they do want to put like useful search results in front of you. That's sort of their goal. Um so what I found is that this blogging, even though I haven't done it in you know, I really haven't done it in years, I haven't done as much as I should, has consistently delivered like delivered good stuff for me between blogging and then getting a few reviews I consistently end up uh, for on the front page of Google searches for organic, particularly for for searches, you know, for you know certain um, keywords in Saginaw. And I've put literally no effort into it, and I've paid no one to do it. like literally. I, I do this all myself. Like I just host it at one place. It's like a hundred bucks a year. And I, I bought the I bought the website like I, I bought the WordPress template. For, you know, back in 2011 when the guy redesigned my site, what he did was he he designed a custom template that's just the mead family dental template and so i paid for that back then and i haven't paid any more for it and it's paid off you know like arguably i get as many or more you know hits from my website on a regular basis than someone who's paying someone a bunch of money to do this so i mean i look back and i go that was really smart of me but i didn't know it was going to happen that way when i started blogging i just sort of did this on a, on a lark same thing was with the podcast right like the podcast jason and i didn't know what was going to happen we knew that there were not podcasts out there that, that maybe we would be interested in hearing as dentists, but we didn't know it was going to happen like it did, you know? Um, so I also started another podcast or another, uh, blog. I don't know. It was probably, I don't know, 20, 20, not 20 2009, 2010. I don't know. The bloggingdentist.com, which was more, the, the Mead family dental site was clearly for patients. You know, it was trying to give it, people information about, about, uh, dentistry. And, and, you know, it was also to kind of help me come up when people search in Google is basically what I did to kind of get my name out in the yellow pages, if you will. Um, but I did the blogging dentist because I wanted to write stuff to dentists too. For whatever reason, I wanted to tell my story to dentists, which is cool. And that one has had been really interesting too, because I've written a, a few articles that went very viral. Shoot, I just literally got an email yesterday from a guy who had, he printed one of my articles from. Actually, I think he printed. Yeah, he printed one from Mead Family Dental in a in a uh, like a Tri County Dental Guide. I, I I'll see. I'll link. I'll link you. Uh, I'll link it to you. It's just funny that that an article that I wrote, who knows how long ago, got reprinted in an actual magazine. Never my intention, you know. I, I when you write these things, you kind of like put them off in the ether and see what happens. But. I've got no disappointment from any of it, even ones that didn't go big. I don't. I've never like regretted doing. And same thing with the blogging dentist. You know, like I, <laughs> there was a time whenever someone I would have like a bad run of people not showing up or whatever. I would I would write I would write things about patients and how disappointing it was to how, how it sucks to be a dentist sometimes. Man, dentists really really kind of felt that one. It would kind of hit him <laughs> hit him in the heartstrings. You know, it was fun. It's good time. And so here is the thing. I'm going to start doing more blogging uh, because it's it. there is a lot of value there that I can't get from a podcast. Arguably, the Dental Hacks does very well in searches when you're searching for dental podcasts, but there's not that many people searching for dental podcasts. Now, um, the blogging dentist and Mead Family Dental do quite well in searches for their search stuff, you know, um, and, and I've put not that much effort into it. So what I'm telling you is that blogging – has an outsized effect on if you were to choose to start writing a blog, if you were going to, it has an outsized effect from the effort you put into it because a, it doesn't seem like it when you've had a blog post out there for two weeks, but when you've had blog posts out there since 2009 and they still are getting read and seen, you realize that like they do have a really outsized, um, they affect your your presence way more than you ever know. So I would, if anyone listening to this goes, man, I should start doing that, I would highly recommend it. I would highly recommend it because literally I've done like almost no blogging and, and I still have a great presence. I've got no other presence for my website. It's crazy. I don't even deserve this, but it, it really does well. I started the blogging dentist with the idea that I was going to try and convince dentists to write blogs, and then it sort of blew up into – Al writing about whatever he was pissed off about in dentistry, (laughs) so so, you know, like I have, I have a post that I I finally turned the commenting off because it was so crazy. But I post about amalgam. Doctor Oz had an amalgam show back in like 2011 that really got under my skin. It was, it might have been 2013, but basically there were a lot of lies being told about amalgam. So I just basically wrote a scathing piece about it, and like every crazy anti-amalgam person in the world has commented on that thing. I've got hundreds of comments. And, and the comments get crazier and crazier. I finally stopped the comments when someone, like, mentioned my children by name in the comments. Like, they were looking me up. I said, I'm not doing this anymore. But, like, you, you have this crazy outsized effect if you write this stuff and it, and it, and it happens to get noticed. And you never really know what's going to get noticed. And so you just, just you got to throw stuff out there. Now, my favorite blogger, as I mentioned before, is Seth Godin. And I actually was thinking about this blogging because someone messaged me on Facebook I think I might've mentioned Seth Godin in another podcast and he was talking about how much he likes Seth Godin and he, he wants to start a podcast and he wants to, um, he wanted me to give him some ideas about where, where I thought there were gaps in, you know, cause there's a ton of dental podcasts, dental podcasts are coming out like crazy. And he's, he wanted to know where I thought like there was room in the, you know, in the market for dental podcasting. And I, I, that was a hard question, but I was, I wanted to say, I thought there was room in the blog space for like a Seth Godin of dentistry. Seth Godin, I love the way he blogs because he writes very short stuff. Like I swear I get typing and I have to fill up that page. I, I'm, it's crazy. But one of the best things about Seth Godin is it doesn't take but two minutes to read his blog post. He has a point. He writes it well. He, he, you know, he, it gets right to the heart of it and then he's done. And no one's really doing that in dentistry at all. And I thought to myself, man, I could start doing that. But he also, he also was wanting to come up with, with an idea. He was thinking of maybe doing a, a podcast that was similar to Seth Godin. Like, like that Seth Godin, like the idea that these, these quick things. And I, I think it would be an okay idea too. Um, but I, I'm thinking to myself, why, why is no one like blogging this way? And so I thought to myself, I should, start, I should start doing that again, at least on one of my blogs and just see what happens. A little bit of inside baseball here um the dental hacks Jason probably wouldn't want me to say this but we're starting to work on it the dental hacks is going to revamp their their uh website so all we have is just all we have on the website is just the the episodes of the podcast posted with if there's links and just a little bit of detail about the episode that's all we've done for the website a lot of times that's what podcasts do but we know that we have an audience that's big enough and particularly in the dental hacks nation that would probably thrive on having a website that was that had more content so we're going to start creating content outside of the the podcast as well so i i know i'm going to start blogging again there i think i'm going to start before we get that website i'm going to i'm going to start putting some articles writing some new stuff for my blogs and just floating them out there in the Dental Hacks Nation, as kind of an experiment to see how how well they're received, and to be honest, I can be doing this with old articles too. What's amazing is when you get twenty one thousand people, and you can you can put an article up in front of them, it does get read. Like it's sort of an unfair advantage if you're a, if you're a, a blogger and you've got a place you can post good articles and stuff like that. So we're hoping that the Dental Hack site becomes that place. So if you've ever thought you wanted to write for a, a dental magazine. Keep in mind, we're going to start looking for writers. We're Of course, we're going to have people from the Brain Trust write for us, hopefully. But we're we're hoping to create good, shareable content in a written fashion, as well as the podcast. But we're also hoping that we can aggregate some like good dental news. So I, I kind of think of it as, I'm not a fan of the Huffington Post, but if you've ever read the Huffington Post, we're kind of hoping to be like like that where it's sort of a multi-author blog and basically where people go for their their dental stuff like and and so we're hoping to have a couple new articles a day like every day so people can come back and and enjoy themselves i i i love that concept and i do go to some websites like that on a regular basis i reason.com i i tend politically to be kind of libertarian reason.com is a great website for this the Federalist is also a really good website if, you're, if you want to know what we're looking at. So we're, we're designing the website now. I'm not 100% sure when that rolls out, but that's coming soon. And and that's one of the reasons I'm sort of talking about blogging because there's so much power in this. And I haven't even been using it. Like I know from firsthand experience that there's a lot of power in writing stuff and putting consistent content out. And I haven't been doing it with the blog. I have. We have been with the podcast. We don't miss very often. on the. Uh, we, we never miss on the dental hacks. I try and be pretty consistent about the Alameda experience. So. Why are blogs awesome? Because they supply the information that Google's looking for. That's why. That's why you should be blogging because your website might be great, but unless you're putting up content very regularly, Google Google gives credit to people who put up consistent content and content that that is useful. That you just you just get a leg up on on organic stuff by doing that. Arguably, people would say, "Okay, organic content is not as important as reviews." I'm like, "Ah, maybe, but." It's your helps. It's your helps. I mean, clearly you want to be in the three-pack with reviews and, and local sources. And I know I'm pretty sure Jason is going to be talking about that at the Voices of Dentistry. I think he's going to be talking about local search and like the cutting edge of local search now at the Voices of Dentistry. But, but having an organic presence is really good too. But they also are super easy to share and link. So basically, if you post stuff like this on Facebook or people find it and post it on Facebook – it gets shared, like like that's the idea, the, the, the viral aspect of one person sharing it to another It's like the, that's what everyone wants, and now that Facebook is such a regular thing for people, you know, the age of dentists, these middle-aged people, it gets shared so easily, so your ideas can be picked up and carried by someone else. It's kind of amazing, and it, so you should be doing it. <laughs> I would love to hear if you have any inclination that you want to start blogging and you want you want some ideas some coaching maybe i'll start a, a mastermind uh, a facebook group mastermind if people have interest in a blogging mastermind group why don't you email me at alan at com? let's not even worry about the alan mead experience one because i still i don't check it very often sorry so alan at com, and um let me know if you're interested in that maybe we'll, we'll start something like that because i i'm going to start blogging again soon um I think you should too. So the secret of all the the secret of any success and whether it's a podcast or a blog is consistent creation of content though. Like what happens is is podcasts that don't don't take off a lot of times are podcasts that have inconsistent publishing times. Um, you know, we we are pretty much every week and people know to expect that. Sometimes we throw in extra content, so that's like the bonus aspect, but we don't miss very often on that Friday. So if, you're, if you are con- inconsistently creating content, people are maybe a little less likely to follow. Not necessarily true, though, because as I'm finding, a lot of podcast listeners um, don't keep up. There are certain podcasts I listen to, and, and I literally consume them as soon as they come out. That's like very typical for me. But then there's others that I don't, I don't listen to every single one of them. I kind of pick and choose, and so I'm not necessarily up on all of them. And I'm finding that's the case with even with blogs too, but with our podcast as well. So, but consistent content is, is, helps you kind of rise to the top, I think. It's also way better than spending a bunch of money on search engine optimization on your website. Like literally con- doing this will help your Google rankings. It absolutely will. And I cannot, I cannot, there's no guarantee on that. I can't write that. But the way Google works is really geared towards, Creating consistent content that people are looking for. So, um, I do want to talk a little bit about the future of this podcast. Um, just so you know, we have actually, you'll find if if you listen to the Dental Hacks too, I think you'll find this week's episode premiere has moved over to the Dental Hacks podcast. They're they're supporting the Dental Hacks podcast. So, I am currently without a sponsor on the Alameda Experience, which is fine. You know, it's honestly, I didn't get into this so I could have a sponsor. That wasn't what it was about. It's nice. It's really nice to have a sponsor to to get paid a little bit to do this. But so I may be looking for that. Any listeners have any ideas? Feel free to email me about that. Um, That's not really what it's about. But up until the voice of dentistry meeting, and maybe even after, I'll probably only be doing one episode a week. Maybe taking a little break. um, And I will be getting guests more often. I just have I've struggled to to get times lined up because I've been spending a lot of time with my family. I know I've got some a bunch of travel coming up in the next couple months and so I I want to I want to sort of optimize that. So I've been a little lazy about putting this out. Uh, people have been really kind on the Facebook page to <laughs> to cut me some slack on that. I'm I'm going to try and be consistent, but um and then this is kind of cool. Like my I have a Saturday morning is my time at VoiceNest. I'm I'm the first thing in the morning on Saturday morning. And I had been going back and forth about what I was going to do. And I realized, you know, one of one of the things that I like doing the most with podcasting is I like interviewing people. And frankly, I like the Alameda experience cause it's pretty, pretty mellow. Like it's basically, you know, drink a cup of coffee and talk to someone about whatever it is you're going to talk about. So I, uh, I found someone that I find kind of fascinating and I don't know that much about. I asked her if I could interview her for the Alameda experience at the voice of dentistry. And that's what we're going to be doing. I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Stephanie Zeller. Now, if you know anything about her, this is a, she's a young prosthodontist she is a co-inventor of an Instagram page that you have to follow if you're not following it. it's called the best of pros and basically it's it's um it's nothing short of dental pros porn you know it's like it's a lot of it is just like incredibly sexy lab work and digital workflow but the photography is insane and she actually is teaching photography courses and stuff she's kind of amazing and uh, so i'm i'm going to ask her about some stuff like that. I have to say that, you know, prosthodontics seems like um, prosthodontics always struck me as like maybe the, the, the redheaded stepchild of dental specialties, if you will. Like that, like, like it got, um, (laughs) it got kind of, I don't know, people joked about prosthodontists and stuff like this, but lo and behold, this is not what prosthodontics seems like when you are looking at these Instagram accounts with these amazing things going on. And so she's got a lot of going on. But the other thing, she's she's an associate at Frank Spears practice in Seattle. So right there that says something and I I'm, I'm interested to talk to her about that too. I will have plenty to talk with her about and she's going to be a great interview. I'm really looking forward to it. We're doing that on Saturday morning at the Voice of Dentistry. Now, it is still not too late um to go. <laughs> it's you can still sign up. There's still tickets um I don't know if there's room um I don't know if there's room yet. Or I don't know if there's room in um the resort anymore. I our our room block might be sold out. I'm not positive. But um we definitely have tickets to the um we have tickets to the show still. And so it's really it's really going to be a blast. We're going to have a great time. The the more I am um, well, we've been having a lot of meetings and stuff. It's kept me kind of busy. Like the planning as it gets closer, there's more and more that we have to do, with phone calls, stuff like that. But it's going to be fantastic. Like I can, I can barely wait for this this meeting. It's going to be nuts. We're going to have a great time seeing all these people that that I I only get to talk to on on Skype, you know. And it's it's just going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward. If you're going, I can't wait to see you and talk with you. We got some cool. The podcasting is going to be the best, and that's the nice thing too because I'm hoping to really create some episodes. Uh, of the Alameda experience as well as the dental hacks. I want to talk to these people and, and as you've probably heard before, it's different when you're live than when you're talking on Skype. It's not, it isn't better or worse necessarily either way. It's just different. It's, it's crazy. Like you won't, uh, and and this is one of the best times to do it. I, I do it at the Chicago midwinter and I do it like I did it at the BioClear summit and stuff. And it's really cool. But I'm really looking forward to this. This is sort of the the pinnacle of of podcasting. It's the biggest podcasting, dental podcasting meeting out there. And we're going to have a great time. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you can still get tickets. VoicesofDentistry.com. I would love to see you there. That's happening in Scottsdale, Arizona, like, next week. Holy crap. Like, it's Tuesday, and I leave a week from Thursday uh, to go to Scottsdale. So this is going to be awesome. I can hardly wait. And, um... I guess I just wanted to say thank you to you guys for listening to the show. I'm going to wrap it up here. If you have any questions or comments about blogging or podcasting or, or anything like this, uh, I'd love to hear what you have to say, and I'd love to talk to you about it. Uh, email me at alan, A-L-A-N, at the Mead, at Me. I'm sorry, alan at dot com. You can do alan at the dot com too. I just am less likely to look at that account because I have to kind of go out of my way. It's a webmail account. So uh, again, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to you again next week.